0: Hey, everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Vegan Champion Podcast. On today's episode, we have Andre Venus. Now, Andre reached out to me over Instagram after hearing the episode with Hudson Tarlow. If you listen back a few episodes, you can listen to my interview with Hudson, who is a 19-year-old animal rights advocate, he 's putting out tons and tons of content, trying to help people see why it's important to be vegan. We had a great conversation. Um, I think that is how Andre found the vegan champion podcast and he reached out via instagram dm which I encourage you guys to do reach out via Instagram, leave a post uh, comment get the word out about the about the podcast. Let me know what you like about the podcast. I appreciate any feedback. Uh, that you guys can can give whether that's leaving a comment or a review or a post or whatever i always really appreciate that or of course you can always send a dm or an email to the vegan champion podcast at gmail.com but anyway andrew reached out and we started talking and he's got a story that he wants to share and i think it's awesome that he's sharing this story because i think it's an amazing story. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't quite sure how this would go down today. I wanted to give Andre the chance to share his story. And, um, you know, without knowing him before, I was a little bit unsure as to how this would all play out. But I have to say that this is probably one of the interviews that I'm most proud of because what I would love to do more than anything with this platform is to be able to help other people to get their story out and f- to help you guys who are listening to find new people and maybe people who don't have huge followings, but people who nonetheless have powerful stories and perspectives that they can share with us to bring us all value. So I think we've really done that in today's episode. And you guys are going to hear Andre walk you through his life. He's, he's 19 as well, by the way. So Hudson that I had on a few days ago, he's 19 Andre is also nineteen, and he had a scare with um, an autoimmune disease, like a a, a a type of autoimmune disease, which I'll let him explain in uh, in the interview. But uh, you know, just to summarize, he talks about you know his life leading up to that point, um, how it affected him when he was diagnosed, and how he went about ultimately getting through this by. The power of a whole food, plant based diet. And I think that it's incredibly powerful stuff that he shares with us in this interview. He has said himself that he didn't feel super confident about doing this. You know, talking about his story, sharing his story with others is something that he, you know, he feels sort of uncomfortable doing. And I really want to give him props for coming on the show and for sharing his story with us today. And I really, really encourage you guys to find him on Instagram. Uh, I'll link his Instagram into the show notes, but it's just at Andre Venus on Instagram. Go reach out to him. Let him know what you thought of this interview. Give him a follow and uh, show him the support because he's one example of somebody who's had some amazing health benefits from a plant-based diet. And we want to help him share those benefits with others so that people going through the same kinds of problems can find hope, inspiration, and help, and ultimately, hopefully, healing and better help through, uh, through his story and through the inspiration that he's able to share. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Andre Venus. Welcome, Andre Venus to the vegan champion podcast. how are you doing today andre i'm doing really good. How about you i'm great, man. Thanks for connecting over Instagram. We just connected a few days ago and i've had a chance to check out some of the stuff you 're doing on social media there Looks yeah. really good man Thank you, man and thank you for having me oh man it's uh, it's a pleasure yeah I think you know I think a lot about what what would be good for the vegan community and I think just the podcast where it's just regularly you're getting exposed to different people you know you can just scroll through like i just want to just pump out and just get as many people exposed to as many different people you know sharing this kind of message as uh as possible so yeah i, I love i yeah. love to do it and i've just been doing it a lot since the the sort of quarantine thing started right so it's been a good thing that's come out of that yeah and um and yeah i think um i think you've got you've got some interesting things to share with everybody today. So I'd like you to, I, I want to just start with giving you the floor, man. Cause I, I haven't heard your story and I asked you, you know, is there a video or is there somewhere where you've, you know, kind of told your story and you said there's, that there's you haven't really done one yet. Right.
1: Yeah. No, it's basically always been like a point of like, I'd say a bit uncomfort because it's not always as easy to ex- explain and tell other people from your own experience. Right. Right but I think it's beneficial for many people. And even if it just helps a few people that'll make me very happy. I just want to put out the information so that it could help others as well. The way it helped me.
0: Okay. So, so that's, that's going to be, that's going to be the goal. That's, that's going to be the goal of this conversation is we're going to go through this and I'm going to try, I'll try not to interrupt you, but I, I may, I may just ask like for points of clarification. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try to just do that, but I, I just want to kind of give you the floor. And let's, let's start, start from, you know, where it all started, you know, give people a bit of context you know, where, where'd you grow up, you know, um, okay, yeah. give you a bit of
1: background. So, on yourself and, yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, many people always ask like where I'm from and everything. And I always say, it's really hard for me to explain where I'm from because genetically I'm half Brazilian and half Norwegian. Okay. So that's a bit of a mix right there. Okay. So my father's from Norway and my mother's from Brazil. And we've lived a bit all over the world. We've lived a bit in Norway. We've lived in the US, actually, and in Spain. I've pretty much grown up all my life in Spain. That is where I am right now, in Barcelona. And just moving around the world, traveling. So I really don't really feel myself connected to any place. I just feel like I'm international. And I feel that that's helped me a lot to understand people from all over the place and different cultures, different ways of living. Very and, interesting. Yeah. That's, that's super interesting to yeah. me. Yeah. You've only lived in one place or have you also moved around a lot? I've got,
0: I have a little bit of, I, I, I can relate to what you're saying because I've spent like the last six years, mostly in Thailand um, over the past that's six that. years. So yeah, I've, I've kind of, got to understand Thai culture a little bit and, and a bit of a bit more of perspective that that offers you know seeing the different vantage points but um yeah you've sounds like you've you know you've you've moved, moved around a bit more so do you speak what language do you speak all of those languages some of those languages
1: yeah I speak four languages so I speak Norwegian Portuguese English and Spanish so Absolutely. yeah it was yeah all fluent The funny thing is I had to learn pretty much all four of them at the same time. So I was learning Norwegian to speak with my family and Portuguese to speak with my Brazilian family whilst I was learning Spanish because I lived in Spain when I was growing up and I was learning English because I was going to English school. Okay. So
0: let's, let's break this down. I'm interested to break this (laughs) down as to like walk me through. Okay. So you were born, like how many years did you spend in each, like each country okay. or has it just been just it would it just be too would it just take too long to explain because you've traveled uh, so much
1: it goes so i was born in a small city in norway and i lived there until i was two and at that time my parents decided they wanted to move to a warmer country so that's when we moved to barcelona for the first time and from two to seven i lived in barcelona so that's where I started to go to school, learning languages, right? So that's when okay. I was learning Norwegian, Portuguese, English, and Spanish all at the same time.
0: Okay. So and, I always and had, I always so they, had like... They, yeah. Sorry, so you, you were saying that in, in certain environments you were speaking, like with certain people, like, did you, did, you dis, did you decide with certain relationships, right, that like, or I guess your parents would have decided, obviously, yeah. that like... With this person, you speak this language. With this person, you speak another
1: language. Was it like that? Yeah, so our family is, we always speak Norwegian to each other. So all the siblings speak Norwegian, and we speak Norwegian to our father. Whilst we speak Portuguese to my mother, and my parents speak Portuguese between them. So it's a house with lots of languages. Cool. And then with my friends, most of my friends, I speak English because I studied and grew up in a british school right but then i speak english with them and then some spanish with some of my spanish fans and from sports and everything so all the time switching between languages Very it took cool. some time to master each language because i was learning and trying to develop each of these languages at the same time so i was always like getting confused between the words and the grammar and everything but it turned out good after all after some time
0: <laughs> wow yeah i I have to say I'm a bit jealous. I mean, I I started speaking English quite well at like a pretty young age. Like just one day I was just like, boom, this kid is speaking with like grammatically correct English. Like that's how it was like with me. And so they were like, maybe she's good at languages. Let's put him in, in French immersion because here in Canada, we have that option to like go into a French immersion. I hated it because I was like, I didn't see the need. Like all my, I had already made friends, I guess that in like the English classes and like, I was, you know, everybody speaking French. It was just, I didn't, I was like, why? Like the only time we, I didn't see the, didn't see the purpose in it. But now of course, I wish I could speak French a lot, a lot better. That'd be definitely helpful. Uh, but five languages. Yeah. I'm jealous, man. I'm jealous. I'm, I'm sure that you're yeah happy that you went through any difficulties <laughs> at the time yeah. when you're, when you're yeah. a young, a young man. <clears throat> yeah. So, okay. So you're so you're seven years old, you can speak like all these languages, <laughs> Yeah. like bring us, bring us forward a little bit. How do you, you know, how do you, I guess you, you started experiencing some health problems at some point or, you know,
1: take us, take yeah. us into that and how that all developed. Okay. So after I was seven, we moved to the U S and we lived there for three years in Texas. That's when I was first uh, meeting people from a whole different culture, a whole different way of living and thinking. So that was the first time we got Could, exposed. Sorry, to... sorry, to interrupt. Can we just how, so
0: how old are you? Like, what year were you, boor, were you born? And like, when is this all going down? I was born in two
1: thousand one. Okay, so I'm nineteen right now. Okay, so to, so this is like two thousand so and eight to ten in yeah. Texas. Okay, yeah. so you moved to Texas. Okay, so what goes down in Texas? In Texas, we're just getting to learn a lot of how people live in different cultures, and I remember having a. I'd say maybe not a friend, but a colleague in school mm-hmm. that was a vegetarian. So that was like the first time I heard about that. Right. But, you know, at that age, you're not really interested in these things. You all you just want to play games and have fun all the time. Mm-hmm. But that's yep. when I first got introduced to different lifestyle of eating and health. And then after that, we moved to Norway because we didn't really enjoy ourselves in Texas, to be honest.
0: Okay. But, Why was and that?
1: We, I don't know, just we didn't really connect with the people there. Mm. Mostly my brothers when they were a bit older, teenagers and just completely different ways of life. Mm -hmm. And my mother is used to, you know, the sun and the beaches. So she didn't really enjoy it. It was too flat for her. Mm -hmm. And then we had to move to Norway for a year because of my father's job. So we moved from Texas to Norway for a year. And then after that, we went back to Spain. That's where I've been until now but the same house as before. How did you like, how did you like Norway? I was I really liked it to be honest is a bit too cold, but yeah, it was nice for sure. It was a very short amount of time that I lived there though. Mm -hmm. And then we moved to Spain and this is where everything started. Okay. So you arrive in Spain and you're how old? I am, let's see. I'm 12 years old. Okay. So Fast forward three years, it is May, 2015. And that is when my mother actually, was just at the beach and she suddenly noticed some white uh, marks in my face. Hmm. So we were just thinking it's probably just sun marks or something, so we just ignored it. But over time it got bigger and larger and more of these spots appearing on my face and even a bit on my shoulder. So that's when we decided to get it checked out with the doctors. And that is when I learned that I was diagnosed with vitiligo, which is a autoimmune disease. Say that again. So what is, what is it called again? Uh, Vitiligo. Vitiligo. Okay. So Hmm. that is basically when uh, your body starts attacking your skin cells and they end up dying. That's why they lose the color and become white. Okay. So it's killing the skin cells. Wow. And we, yeah. And so so yeah. Is, is is it painful
0: or is it like it's just discoloration?
1: Well, it's just discoloration, but the thing about autoimmune disease is that if you get one autoimmune disease, your risk for getting other autoimmune diseases increases dramatically.
0: So, so can we can we just I'd I'd like to know more, and I'm sure people listening may like to know more about autoimmune disease. Like when we say the term autoimmune disease, like what what kinds of things are we referring to? Because there's obviously multi, there's many kinds of autoimmune diseases, yeah, and they're sure. all sort of related. So can you just clarify for people who, like myself who might be kind of in, ignorant on these topics? You know what yeah. what exactly tell us about autoimmune disease?
1: So autoimmune diseases is a group of diseases, a bit like cancer. Disease so many different types of cancers right the same goes to autoimmune disease Mm -hmm. so i'd say the most known or yeah the most known autoimmune diseases would be ms okay so that is when you end up losing your mobility for example multiple sclerosis right yeah multiple sclerosis right so i'd say that is probably the most known one and there's also lots of different types for example I can't remember the name, but the one where your um, clotting mechanism stops working. So you can bleed out from a little scratch. Okay. I can't remember the exact name for that one. I can't either.
0: I would guess, but I'm
1: not going to, because
0: I'm not (laughs) sure. But right. So there are many different kinds of these autoimmune diseases.
1: So so those would be like some of the most serious Mm -hmm. autoimmune diseases. Whilst mm-hmm. some autoimmune diseases aren't so serious, for example, vitiligo is not so serious. It just
0: mm-hmm.
1: affects your looks and your skin, but it doesn't really affect you in a bad way. Mm-hmm. However, okay. by having one autoimmune disease, it weakens your body, even if it doesn't affect you on like, your lifespan or quality, it still weakens your immune system because your body is attacking your body. Okay. So, it gives, so you're like, more likely to get sick and Mm -hmm. you know develop worse conditions
0: is it is it fair to say that your your body is attacking itself for some reason yeah and so it's sort of energy resources to actually attack the things that it should be attacking like
1: bad bacteria viruses so So it basically identifies or in my case it identifies the skin cells as like for example bacteria so it thinks it's like invading your body and has to get rid of it so it attacks it and kills it. So, and, and do we know why, like, do scientists know why that happens? Well, there is very much research going on right now. It is one of the diseases that we know least about, but what we do know is that in some examples, there are external factors that affect it. So okay. for example, radiation could affect it. And sometimes like there's a theory for. Not quite proven yet, but there are lots of scientists believe that some chemicals found in meat might affect some types of autoimmune diseases. Like they have it. reason
0: to believe that yeah. that might be the case.
1: Yeah, that might be the case, but there's not too much backing into it yet. There's a lot of research going on year after year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, so it's kind of like a gray zone, you know?
0: It's a field of ongoing research, right? Yeah. Ongoing
1: research yeah. and debate. Yeah. So yeah, we don't really know too much about it, but there are some things and some people have been able to get cured and reverse these diseases.
0: Right. Okay. And then so, so bringing it back to your experience. So uh, yeah, just that, I thought that was a good place to sort of
1: just yeah, talk sure. about,
0: talk about the, uh, the, you know, what, what it actually is. So you were having, remind yeah. me again, the name of your particular. Um, uh, my particular autoimmune um, disease was called vitiligo. Yeah vitiligo. Okay, so you yeah. st- so you're at the beach, you, your mom sees sort of these
1: white spots happening on your face. Yeah. And was it all of a sudden? Like Yeah, it was just like w- one day just randomly looking at my face and she saw these white spots. Right. And and they stayed they didn't go away. No, they just got they stayed and they got bigger and bigger as time passed.
0: Wow. So, okay. Yeah. So, what did as time passed? What does that look like? Like you mean, like over the course of a few days, they just keep growing and growing, or yeah, just
1: growing slowly but surely until uh-huh. like maybe a week or two, there there was a, a huge mark. Like I think it was on my left side of the face. It was like mm-hmm. huge over here, i mean like small marks everywhere. Right. So that's okay. when we saw that there was something going on. It wasn't just sun marks or anything. Mm. So we decided to go to the doctor and get it checked out as soon as possible. Mm. And that is when the doctor found out that I had vitiligo. So we asked what, what can we do? What is it? We got all the information and the doctor said, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about it. You just have to hope the best that it just stops and it doesn't continue spreading, but there's nothing we can do to stop it or cure it. Huh. And how how did you respond to that? What, What was your feeling when you got told that? Oh yeah. You can imagine as, and uh, at the time, I was getting into my teenage years. So you can imagine how a teenager having something that everybody keeps on asking and questioning oh, to tell this, what is it. At this
0: it? time, you're, you're 15, right? At this
1: time. Yeah, I'm, I would be. Yeah, 15. I'd be 15. So like everyone asking me, hey, what's what is that white mark? What is this? Do you have cancer? Do you have this? Do you yeah. have that? Like, are oh, you going to die? No, 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 I was getting stressed, getting like insecure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And
0: that's, that is like, you're right in the middle of high school, basically, you know, it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I understand what that, what that's like and, oh man, I can't even imagine. So, so, and, and how about your, you know, your family at the time, like, you you know, your, your, your mom, your dad, you know, your brothers, how are they? So we should say, so you've got your mom, your dad, you have two brothers, are you, are you brothers
1: and one sister and I'm the youngest one. Okay. And how old are all your siblings? Um, so my brother and sister they are eight years older than me and my oldest brother is 10 years older than me so there's quite a difference between us
0: and and so what what is going on in terms of you know at the time like are are they being supportive of you like are you having are you like what's you know how how are you how are you moving forward with this I guess I mean I'll, I'll let you tell the story
1: like what is where where do you go from here Okay. Yeah. So at the time it was just me and my parents living because all of my, my siblings were out studying university. So we came back from the doctors and I was feeling really supported by my parents. They were looking the internet, trying to find some research, uh, doctors in US, doctors in England, see if there's any other opinions. And they were putting so much time and effort into finding alternatives. So I was feeling really grateful for that. Even if they didn't find anything, I would be so happy to have parents that help. That's great. Me this way. And after a few days of research, we found a doctor called Dr. Furman. I don't know if you're, you've heard of him. And Sounds best. familiar. Yeah. So he basically works a lot with um, reversing and preventing diseases. So we, go, we went to a site. We had to pay like, entrance like 50 i think it was like 50 dollars per month to see all the information and we went to the autoimmune disease section of the website and there was actually a part on vitiligo so what he was saying is that he's actually had some patients with vitiligo that has managed to not completely cure but make it better and some that have been completely reversed and he did this through diet and lifestyle wow so basically what he was saying was a whole food plant-based diet which means not only vegan but it means no oil no processed foods no added sugar like super super healthy 100 clean and of course i knew that this was going to be a lot of work and it might not work but i thought that it was worth giving it a shot it wasn't really anything to lose you know so that's when we started looking into what a whole food plant-based diet would look like, some recipes, and then we just got started. And my parents actually joined in so that I wouldn't feel jealous, like me eating super clean veggies whilst they were eating like meat. So they joined in and to make... Wow, that's very know. nice of your parents. That's so very nice of your parents. So very, very supportive. I'm really lucky. Wow. So yeah, that's, that's when I originally started the vegan diet
0: wow okay so that's amazing so you're in this position where you've just been told by the doctor you're going to basically have these like you know white spots on your on your skin and and have to you know deal with that for the rest of your life
1: and there's nothing that can be done and that it might just continue spreading to like half of my face is just super white whilst the other one is like tan you can imagine how insecure i'd be with that right Mm -hmm. as a teenager going forward
0: yeah yeah and um and and then you find this potential solution that has worked for others right so rather than somebody just saying nothing can be done here's somebody who has worked with people who have allegedly at least at at this point you know you're hearing about these these people and you start to say man like what what have i got to lose like here's something that i mean and how did you react to that like when because I mean, I, I'm assuming prior to this, you're, you're eating sort of a standard Western. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Describe what, you know, what was your diet like prior to this yeah. point, like leading up to when you were diagnosed with, uh, with this?
1: So my diet, we always looked at it as healthy. My mother has always been um, always trying to keep as healthy diet as possible. So we always had a lot of veggies. And standard brazilian diet which would be rice black beans or veggies and then beef for example so that would be like always a lot of veggies a lot of salad mm-hmm. but then we always had a lot of either chicken or beef in the side okay so we're eating meat every day just you know pretty much a standard diet just maybe a bit more veggies than most people right but far from a vegan diet for sure hmm Also a lot of milk because we thought it was important for calcium and bone structure and all that.
0: Okay. Okay. So, so when you heard this information that they're basically, they're saying, you know, as you said, whole food, plant-based diet, and maybe we can reiterate, right. That, that does not just mean vegan. That does not mean Oreos and vegan cakes, right. That means like fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts, seeds, no oils, no sugars, no, you know, what what about like um i don't know what about like vinegar like is vinegar uh, good vinegar was good yeah vinegar no. is okay what are yeah. what are some so we're but anyway we're we're talking like food's very close to their natural state um you know minim, minimally processed foods right yeah. whole foods when when you start reading about um these kind of guidelines i'm curious as to how you have responded like d- did you sort of go yeah, this all feels right, this makes sense, or did you have resistance to it and think like, oh, well, like, what about protein? Like,
1: what was your, you know, initial kind of reaction to reading the stuff that they were suggesting you do? Well, at the time, I actually, one of my brothers was already vegan. So like two years before this happened, he became vegan because he met a vegan girl, you know? That's how a lot of it starts as. Yeah, Uh Yeah, we we meet
0: someone who's vegan, yeah
1: yeah and then that's how we were introduced to veganism and he's already been vegan two years perfect health blood test results showing that he's healthy so i wasn't really worried about the healthy part but i'm not gonna lie i was thinking i remember i remember this so clearly i was like to my father the moment this disease gets cured i want my beef yeah so like like looking forward to that steak again so That I was definitely like in the you're talking
0: about like in the beginning when you so you first hear about this and then you're like oh like you're bummed out right because you're 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 not convinced your brother's gone vegan yeah at this point you so i'm interested i'm interested in this because i went vegan before my brother went vegan and my brother is now you know he's he's eating plant-based and um you know, he's, he's basically sold on, on a lot of the stuff, but he wasn't originally, my family wasn't originally like now, like now, you know, in in the beginning, I was the first person who was vegan in in my family. So your brother was vegan. You're looking at your brother who's vegan and you maybe even have like, like, is there tension between you guys? Like you're sort of like the one saying, Oh, like meets the way, like, you guys, I mean, yeah, you, well, were, you weren't living together at the time. I think you no, said, no, right?
1: yeah, he was in uh, university whilst I was with my parents still. So he could but go remember, and he
0: could be vegan and do his own thing. And it didn't, really,
1: yeah, it didn't really affect you too much. I remember like, I actually feel a bit bad about this, but like, I remember we always had um, barbecues on Saturdays, a Brazilian tradition. So every time we had that br- juicy Brazilian steak, I would send the picture to my brother. Hey, don't you miss eating this? Look at this standard Brazilian tradition, breaking the traditions, you know, saying all these things that everyone, we hear every day. So I was definitely, I wasn't anti vegan. I was just like, like, I guess I was a bit childish, just always trying to make fun of him for making the change. And, you know, so that's what I'm saying, like, I understand where people come from. And you really just have to, you know, understand people and, yeah. not be judgmental we've all yeah. been in that stage at some point most yeah. of us at least, no one almost no one is born vegan you know uh-huh so yeah that's but, great yeah
0: and, and i also and i'll give you credit there because not not everybody would come out and say you know things that they've done like it's you know you're you're looking back and you're saying yeah i was young i was you know whatever like that you know i did what i did but you're sharing yeah. it with us here and and that's valuable right because like right now like i'm doing you know, what, like when I'm dealing with the comments on like TikTok, right? Where all these, yeah, you know, every, a lot of young people on there and people are seeing me talk about veganism and they're, you know, making these excuses and, you know, sending me oh, steak sure. emojis <laughs> and all that. Right. And, and like, you know, I have absolutely zero hate for any of those people because yeah, for sure. you know, I, I, I understand that like, it's, um you know, it's, it's, it's ingrained in our culture and it's going to take some time and people are going to, people are going to kick and scream as we speak the truth about, you know what's good for the animals and what's healthy and what's best for the environment and all that and you know they can kick and scream but in the future uh we're gonna be looking back and it's gonna be like yeah what what did we say what were we saying all along right it just it's so logical like that's why I'm, i'm always curious to ask like so i mean so the second half of that so you initially you're like oh man i can't wait till this is done I want to eat my yeah. steak again right that was like sort of you know day one of, of yeah. when you hear about this stuff you're like hey I'm doing this but just to clear this up like I'm just doing this for my health and like as soon as I sure. so so has that evolved since then or are or are you still oh. literally waking up every morning like
1: salivating over the uh, day that no you get- that that has definitely changed over time so basically I was a one month into the whole food plant-based diet, when I actually noticed that there was this tiny, tiny spot of color in my white mark, There's was like a little dot of like, you know, tans. So I was like, okay, maybe this is actually going to work. So I was motivated. I was ready to continue for months and months until it got cured. But at this time, I was still thinking about my steak, my, you know, my cheese and all of this. Right. But I was really motivated to do this whole food plant-based diet. Sorry, so, after, so how, how long was that after? So you said you, so you started was, using this way. That, yeah,
0: that was one month after. And then one month after you started to notice, Oh, like, Hey, look,
1: there's a bit of color coming back. Yeah. Okay. So that was like, you know, I was feeling confident that it was actually going to work. It wasn't hmm. all in vain. It's a good sign, right? Yeah, for sure. Only one month. That's all it took to have a tiny bit of color come back. And
0: so that, so yeah, I can only imagine like I'm, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm as you're telling this story, I'm like feeling what you're going through. Right. Because it's like, I can imagine like you go from this place of like you almost have no hope because the doctor's like nothing you can do yeah and then to finding a potential solution and then only one month after getting into that solution which i i'm assuming you were probably told that like look this is going to be a long term yeah, yeah right like, sure. it's not like not like, like a maybe and, fix yeah maybe even like key years so you're expecting like i'm in this for the long haul i'm dedicated and then only one month and then like man yeah. like that's gotta like give you some give you some a boost hope, right yeah, feel good. Sure, a boost and hope yeah yeah Okay. And then so, to, so take it forward. Like what, what happens from there?
1: So I just continue eating this super clean diet and con- not going to lie. I was always avoiding my friends like, Oh, so you're vegan. Why is this? And I didn't want to tell them about my disease cause I was quite insecure about it. So I was just like, yeah, yeah I am vegan for the animals Interesting. and all this. And I was just continuing forward. And as the months went by, the color was getting bigger and bigger. And I was being more and more comfortable with this diet. I started seeing, hey, the food actually tastes good. It's not boring as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling the energy coming back to me. whilst mm. I'm seeing my, um, you know, how it's moving forward, how I'm actually getting slowly better. So my motivation is still really, really high. And I continue, continue. And around five, five or six months into the diet, Pretty much all of my marks are gone. I just have wow. the, the only thing left is like a tiny bit of the huge mark. There's a tiny, wow. tiny spot after six months of only diet and a bit of sun, staying outside, getting some color. That's wow. all. I the strict diet plus sunlight. Six so, months. Wow. I'm pretty so much d-
0: cured. Did, you, did you immediately go back to that doctor that told you there was nothing you could do? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I wish I did, but... I don't know. I just felt that it would be a bit rude, to be honest. But <laughs> Fair if, enough. I mean, I, it's just the first thing that comes to mind, right? I mean, like, isn't it just
0: but yeah, crazy? But that's,
1: yeah, that's when I actually started being a bit skeptical on the medical. nutrition recommendations of the doctors for sure. Right. Yeah. The medical model. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, it's a, it's a, yeah. I mean, we could go into, we could do a whole hour on that, you know, the. Are we treating symptoms, and what's important? Are we are we creating health, or are we, like he said, there's nothing we can do? That basically means, look, there's no drug that's been developed that I can prescribe you, right? For sure. It's not to say that you know, no, the human body is incapable of healing that when you give it the proper fuel so okay so that is that is such a good story like i feel i have such like i'm still so, i'm so happy right now for you like i'm so happy for you so that yeah, so so this was uh this was i just said about six months after yeah, about so, six months after so I this thought. time you're like you're still 15 this is like the same year, yeah or maybe still 15 maybe, yeah or maybe awesome. you're 16 or whatever like
1: it's, it's you're yeah. basically
0: right I'm okay pretty, so
1: basically the same person i'm still 16 now i'm still fifteen and. I started tiny, tiny marks. So I continued with this diet and one year into the diet, more or less, it was all gone. I went to the doctors, they said there was no signs of it go anymore. And it was all back to being tanned, no white marks. And I was feeling really li- relieved. Wow. But during those second, the second six months. My brother, other brother, became vegan as well through the influence of my other brother. So my oldest brother went vegan because he watched a documentary called um, Earthlings. I'm I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So then he recommended it to us and we saw it and then we thought, yeah, well, this, uh, this diet is curing my disease, but on top of that, it's good for the animals. So that's when I started getting the motivation for other reasons than my health. So, at this point, I was thinking already, even if I get 100% cured, I think I'm still going to continue with this diet for the sake of animals and environment. Because growing up, I've always been very, um, I've always loved animals and always loved reading books about them and playing with the little action figures of animals. So, the moment I saw this, it just, my whole perspective changed. And that's when I decided that. Me and my parents, we all decided we're going to continue with this diet. Of course, it'll be a bit less strict. So right now I'm not in a whole food plant-based diet. I eat a bit of oil, a bit of you know, processed, but I'm okay. still going strong. And right now I'd say my main reasons is for animals and the environment. And of course I want to keep the health because I don't want to go through something like that again. Understandably so, man. So, so one year, that's all it took to get sure wow. one year.
0: Wow. That is amazing. You've, you've got such a powerful story, man. I am, if this is the first time you're telling your story, dude, I am honored to be the person that you are, you know, getting this out to the world through, man. So yeah. we got to share this interview, man. I think, I think it's so, there's so many different things that we could talk about in there. Like, I think it's a lot of people. One thing that comes to mind is this conversation about how to, how to advocate for veganism or how to advocate for animal rights, right? Some people will say that, you know, we shouldn't be advocating for the health benefits. We should only be talking about the animals. Other people would say, you know, we should only be talking about the health benefits because that's what people want. Other people say it's the environment. And then a lot of people who I would probably tend to agree with is just like, it's all good. Like, let's, let's talk about all of it. Because just to like, to your point of what you just said, you when you first were exposed to veganism and you were sending, you know, messages or pictures of steak to your, to your brother. Right. And then, and then you found out the health benefits. It's like, okay, I'll try this or I'll, you know, I'm, I am doing this. It wasn't even trying. It's like, I'm committing to try to, to, to making a change here for my health. And you made a point of saying explicitly, like not for the animals because you're just still looking forward to that steak. Right. It's not about the animals. And then, you know, six months later, you, you see, you see the results, you see the film and then that film really becomes the main reason that you're, that you're staying vegan. Right. Because as you, as you just said, uh, I guess now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but so when you were healing yourself, you were very, very strict about whole food, plant-based, no oil, no added, you know, whatever, like super, no
1: chips, no nothing, just a hundred percent clean. But
0: then now sort of over the years as you've, as you've start to felt better, I would assume, and, and, you know, yeah. not having any symptoms or anything, you've, 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 started to, you know, allow yourself a,
1: the odd treat kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But I'd still say I, I eat most like 80 to 90% clean still. And just right. with the occasional cake, occasional, you know, mm-hmm. pancakes and treats, yeah. but mostly still whole food plant-based diets. But,
0: but you keep it all, even all the treats and pancakes, you keep all that vegan for the animal reasons, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it would be easy for you if you hadn't seen Earthlings or if you didn't care about, you know, animal rights or anything to just say, oh, to hell with it. I'll just have, you know, some whatever, like non-vegan something. But the thing that keeps that vegan, the the thing that keeps you vegan is the fact that the animals, like a lot of people say that the health brings people in to the awareness of veganism. But then it's ultimately at the end of the day, it really is the ethics that keeps people vegan
1: yeah, for sure you know i'd I say it's the, the it's the big like it's the biggest point of staying motivated in this diet because mm-hmm. some because many people care about the health but i feel that like it's not a big enough motivation to make such a big lifestyle change
0: mm-hmm. so
1: i'd say the animal rights and maybe environment as well would be the two biggest
0: i'm really interested Hearing your perspective on this, especially because, like, I'm starting to, uh, I'm starting to like become an old man. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be 30 next week. I'm my birthday, oh. 30th, the big, the dirty so old, 30, so man.
1: Old.
0: <laughs> the big 30. So I'm kind of, but I mean, you know, like, look, I'm loving life. I'm super happy. I'm not complaining. You know, I couldn't be happier, but like, not too the, fact remains you know i am so how old do you know you are now 19 I'm nine, right? 19 yeah. so you know we've got like like i'm 29 now we have 10 years between us we have a decade between us and like i remember 10 years ago uh was when i went vegan actually it's interesting when you, you said it was in your 15 because when i was 14 15 i went vegetarian for for like nine months and then i went back to like I went vegetarian. I ate so much cheese and milk and like, I, I, you know, I gained weight and I I felt pretty terrible. And I was, I felt like socially, I was socially, social isolation. I was social, social awkwardness in high school. Like you want to, you know, put that upon yourself, you know, become vegetarian in a school where nobody else is vegetarian and um, other than maybe for religious reasons, you know, like you said, but, so I had that experience when I was 15 and then uh, I actually sort of convinced again, I'm not proud to say this, but I kind of convinced myself to just forget about the ethical things that I had learned that made me want to go vegetarian, just because it was giving me such a hard time. Like I wasn't happy with, you know, my situation. I wanted, I wanted the approval of others, like not proud to say it, but like, that's what it was about. It was about wanting to fit in. Um, And then what happened for me several years, several years later when I was 19 was I started to have some, some health stuff come up and, and then, you know, the health sort of reminded me about the ethical things but at that point i was ready to say look i'm doing what's right doesn't matter what people think of me um but what i what i wanted to to get into was i mean you are you know you're you you've got you you've you're part of a sort of a different generation I guess you would say right like 10 years I don't know how do they even determine like what what makes is it a 10 years I I don't know so we Uh, might even be yeah I'm not even sure I'm not even sure like who's to say right but anyway you're younger than me like I'm you know here I am like using TikTok and trying to you know get stay in touch with like youth culture so that I can still have influence and try to influence people to go vegan who are younger because I think that the younger the, the younger somebody is the more they're willing to like change their you know, they're, they're willing to look at their values and like adapt their value system of like how they live their life and how they view the world. Yeah. And I think that given how much I think needs to change in this world, I wanna, I wanna, you know, I wanna remain relevant with young people. So just asking you as a young person, I'm really interested into like, how do you think about, and it's, it's I'm super glad to hear you say that, by the way, that, you know, that, that you are so motivated by the animals and, you know, animal rights and stuff. That always makes me. Uh, that always makes me happy when I when I hear people, um, you know, connecting with that, and not to not to put anything down on people who are more so focused on the human health benefits. Because, yeah. you know, when I heard your story and like like I'm feeling the emotion that you went through, like that roller coaster, like man, you know, I, I have a lot of uh, compassion for you. And despite the fact that you were a meat eater at the time, you know, like I yeah. still feel it's still a compassionate thing for people who focus on the health message is all I'm trying to say. But um, you know, you, you anyway, you, you have this reason to promote veganism. You know, you know, you're, you're obviously um, it's profoundly impacted your life in a positive way and you feel the need to uh, get your message out and, and help other people, as you said, right? Like that's what, that's why yeah. we're here today. So how do you think about being effective for you? Like what do you think what do you see your role as being, in terms of how can you how can you help people? Like, is it this story of 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 finding um, finding health again that you that you look to connect with people on and, and help to find people through through that avenue, or do you see yourself doing more kind of you know focusing on animal rights? Or how do you think about your your approach to to change, given you know your
1: perspective? That's a great question. Um, yeah, I think that the way I see it, like people all react differently to different things. So some people feel much more emotional to the part of the animals whilst others much more to other people's stories and how they've changed and, you know, hearing what they've gone through. And I think that the important part in spreading the message is trying to get all of these three main points. Um, even if you're not really that interested in health people, still do care like they don't want to be sick and even if you don't really care about animals just to know the information and i think that's just a combination of these three is key so i want to at least spread my journey through this uh, lifestyle change that i've made because it could inspire people who are also going through troubles to do the same and increase their life quality so that is a huge huge motivation for me But also for the sake of animals and environment, as this is really important for as it affects all animals and humans as well. You know, Mm -hmm. global warming is affecting us more and more each year. And I think many people, as you said, younger generation care a lot about the future. And I think that putting a bit of all of these concepts is key for sure. I love it, man. So, so what are you looking? What are you? What are you doing now? What do you?
0: Tell us, like, what are you? Like, are you still? Are, are you studying, or like, what's? What, tell us about where you're at, you know, these days. So, so you, you saw Earthlings, and and
1: then what? What have you been doing since since you saw Earthlings? Oh, well, since then, I've just pretty much tried to work on myself to be comfortable with this story. It took some time, not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, you were saying. Yeah, no, man, you're doing a, you're doing a great job, by the way. Like I am just like I am on the edge of my seat right here. I think this is gonna be a really popular podcast. that's gonna help a lot of people. Like I'm literally on the edge of my seat as you're telling me this story, dude. So you're that's doing an amazing today, you're doing you're doing an amazing job. And rest assured, you do have an amazing story. And uh, I'm just like so stoked. I'm the, I'm like ecstatic right now that we can share this, man. So. So yeah, but keep keep us going. So tell us what's what's so you're taking some time to get comfortable with kind of like I mean understandably so, man. I mean, what you've just gone through is this like crazy, you know, roller coaster. So yeah. um and you're still kind of on it. I mean, if you just saw Earthlings, you've got, you know, all these images through <coughs> your head of like what's what's happening. And so yeah. so yeah, tell us about, you know, your reaction to the film and you know what's 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 happened sort of, you know, from then onward.
1: Well, yeah, the so the first vegan documentary I watched was Earthlings and that affected me on a huge, huge uh, level. And after that, we started watching other documentaries such as Cowspiracy, What the Health, and Food Choices, and some others. And just every day getting more and more motivated and more in love with this whole diet. And i am seeing how my health continues to be good, lots of energy. This is also around the time I start working out. And I see that I'm still able to gain muscle on a vegan diet despite this where your protein and you know all these questions on protein uh, and muscle building yeah for sure so, yeah there's no
0: there's no shortage of those kinds of questions
1: <laughs> yeah no that's like the most typical question you get you just have to get used to it now
0: yeah yeah so you're so you're kind of getting used to um you know do you're doing more exercise you're finding that you know you're getting getting more um sort of moving away from trying to get healthy you, you're now yeah. healthy and now you're trying to get you know strong like build yourself to yeah. have some fitness and so, so, so what kinds of things are you doing for for fitness
1: or for you know you, well you just- basically my brother my oldest brother which is also vegan he is a well, i wouldn't say bodybuilder but he at least builds a lot of muscle and he's his whole journey is to show people that it can get really strong through a vegan diet and he kind of inspired me to start working out because many people say, well, he already was working out before he was vegan, so he's just maintaining muscle. So I thought, well, I also want to show that you can start from zero and get some great uh, different change. So that was one That's of the things. cool. Like an extra, so a fourth point. Yep. Uh-huh, yeah. So whilst I was researching trying to learn a bit more about the facts and, you know, not just to say of my experience, but of experiences of others and some evidence as well. To back it up. Right. And that's what, at that time, 2017, I think it was. That's mm-hmm. 2017, 2018. My brother, other brother, was starting studying medicine. So he was very, very interested in the health part. So I always was talking to him, learning a lot from him, and just building and building uh, information and knowledge. So these two years from 2016 to 2018, not too much talking about veganism, being a bit more shy about it but learning, learning, like to actually, before I start talking right. to people about it, just to actually have the evidence and the facts, straight facts. You know?
0: So you, yeah, so you I wanted don't... to, you wanted to prepare yourself to have these kinds of conversations yeah. that you knew yeah. you were inevitably
1: going to face as soon as you started talking about your <laughs> story. True. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think of it like two, two to three years of preparation, and of course, when people asked about it, I would answer, but I wouldn't go out of my way to tell people mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. And last year, I finished my high school and I wasn't sure what I want to do. I was into the vegan lifestyle, so I'm, I know I want to do something related to it to help mm-hmm. cool. impact the world in a better place and to be a better place. I wasn't too sure about it. So I, in Norway, the good thing about it, we have like university, but we also have another system which is a one-year course. So you get extra points for university and it's, you don't have exams. It's a bit chill, you, but you learn about things. So it's not that's good. Here. So I decided to do that. Cool. So that's what I've been doing this year. This um, one-year course on fitness and health.
0: Oh, I got you. Okay. So you're still, you're still doing so. So I'm not familiar with, you know, the school yeah. system there, but it sounds like, so there's no exams. You're able to just sort of,
1: Sounds like you're able to just kind of explore something for yeah for a, a year, so, I guess. I'm really happy that I'm half Norwegian at this point. <laughs> hey, this that's good. To go to uni, there's a different, right. a different you know, choice to do. It's a uh-huh. bit more chill. There's no stress, and it's just a bit to learn about yourself. You know, it's like I think that's
0: such a great idea. I don't know why I haven't yeah. heard about that, but that sounds great. So the idea is you graduate from high school uh, yeah. and then you have a year that is, it, you said it's, it's optional, right? So you can choose yeah, it's optional. to, yeah. So if you want to know, if you're, if you're coming out of high school and you're like gung ho, like I want to be a doctor, like you can go right yeah. into that. Right into the, uh, or if you're kind of finishing high school and you're like, I'm not necessarily ready to like commit to a career yeah. path here. I still need a bit of like thinking time, you yeah. know, like there's the concept a lot of people take a gap year.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And and I'd I think the, that, the idea there is to do the same, right? Some exploration. Yeah. So this year is not quite a gap year. It's it's a bit of a mixture between studying and gap year. So you're studying something you're that's a field of interest, but not at the level of university. Just to explore if you're interested in learning more about this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not too hard. You're not using too much time, and you also have a bit of uh, free time to hang out, make friends, and explore yourself and get to know. Your deep thoughts and what you actually want with your life. Mm-hmm. As well as, um, in my case, we also had a bit of traveling at the end of the year. So that was like the gap year part of the year was a travel. We went to Miami actually. So that was really fun. And nice. So you you liked Miami. I really liked it for sure. What did you like about it? I really liked the city. I liked seeing how different cultures there is in this one city. There's like the Americans, there's the Cubans, there's South Americans, just a lot of. A lot of different people there, a lot of different languages, really international. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it was it was really really fun. I'm just gonna charge my
0: computer. Have you have you been to Toronto? Toronto is known for being quite uh quite a hub. And uh, I've never been to Toronto yet, but oh, I, I love
1: traveling so I wanna get to know so many different places as well.
0: Yeah, if you well man, if you're ever in Toronto, let me know. I mean I'm uh, I'm just north of, of Toronto, but I, I love that city like, especially in the summertime, man. Oh man. Coming like July, August, even September is really nice. Yeah. I'll I'll let you know. Yeah, man, for sure. I, um, yeah. Okay. So, so you are at, Oh, that's such a cool, what a cool time of your life, man. Just like, yeah, for sure. You just got to enjoy and explore. Right. And that's great that you're, 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 you've, you're basically like, what are you doing then on like a daily basis? Like what is your, like, specifically, what are you doing? So you're, you're, you're sort of playing around with um, health and yeah, fitness. That's up, oh,
1: did, yeah, it, it stopped for a few seconds. Oh, we but stopped? Okay,
0: so yeah. so sorry. I was just saying, yeah, I, I think the my Wi-Fi might have just glitched there for a sec. But yeah. Um, yeah. so the the idea is you're focusing on sort of health and fitness. Maybe give us a bit more, like, details about, like, what specifically are you, are you doing these days? Yeah. So
1: um during this one year course it's mostly focused on fitness but a bit of health Mm -hmm. so we're learning lots of different techniques to gain muscle to get better cardio different types of training different types of you know different types of techniques and workouts to do that affect your body in different ways depending on your goal Mm -hmm. so it's a bit it's like it's a good start for people that are interested in personal training or fitness related and I thought, cool. I just wanted to check it out if this is something for me. And as well, it has a bit of health. So we learned a lot about protein, carbohydrates, fats, and how it affects your body. And so, so now what, is, this, is this a Zoom class? Like, are you just doing... Like, yeah, there's, there's Zoom class now because of the whole yeah. corona situation. Right. But, yeah.
0: And, and so you're still, you're still able to... Are, are you having to go against... Like, are they... Are they the people who's the teacher of this course, or I yeah. guess, do you, so. You've got like one. Is it how does it work? Is it you're in a class with one teacher, or is it like it's yeah. one teacher, and we have like a class of 15 students. And so, is the so, teacher telling everybody that they have to eat
1: protein, and you know? No, actually, she's quite a. She's actually quite good. So she basically says you need a source of protein. Most people choose meat, but for vegetarians and vegans, and she looks at me, you can get it through <laughs> legumes, <laughs> quinoa, and <laughs> one, things like that. But like. People, she actually did not, tells people that it's completely possible to and
0: so eat. and so how do you deal with it now? Because I mean now you're sort of um i mean you were talking about before when you first went on the plant based diet, you were you know you felt like you needed to deal with like this you, you weren't ready for people to you know talk about your you know what was happening with your health and stuff like that, so you avoided that by not saying i'm doing this to try to reverse this disease because i imagine you know there's all kinds of reasons that you wouldn't want to go into that conversation right people could yeah. try to tell you that oh that's never going to work and try to, oh, you yeah, need to sure. get, so you yeah. wanted to completely avoid that and you said that you were just doing it for basically for the animals like you don't yeah, you said, for I animals, think yeah. yeah but at that point it's it, at that point you weren't really you didn't really mean it right you were just yeah, kind yeah. of avoiding the conversation so it's interesting yeah. so now if you could you know compare and contrast now how do you feel you know, with say your classmates or your friends, when they talk about it, how do you approach talking with your friends now?
1: Well, I do actually, I'm still, I wouldn't say I'm hundred percent comfortable, but I am trying to, I think, th- feel that it's so important to actually spread this message and just put myself out there, you know, to the world and share my, you know, uh, my journey and insecurities for the reason of helping others if they feel the same, if they're going through the same struggles. So, just, um, yeah, I continue. I I've told some of my friends that are interested in it about how I went through it. This whole story that I told you right now, I've already told it to a few people, and I'm planning on continue to spread the message and put myself out there to the world for the benefit of others. You know. I love it, man. Ah. You're a legend. You're such a legend, bro. Thanks, man.
0: I think, um, I think if you're not already, you gotta get on TikTok. Are you on
1: TikTok? Well, I have an account, but I don't really make any content.
0: <laughs> bro, I'm gonna be on your case about making videos. I'm not, I'm not gonna let you off the hook, dude. You gotta get on. I mean, you saw the episode with me and Hudson. So have you seen? You've seen Hudson on, on TikTok?
1: Yeah, I, I, that's where I actually saw him. That first time I was in TikTok, and then looked at his Instagram and then everything, and then I saw. He had a podcast with you, and I looked at that. And I looked at the podcast and keeping great. Yeah, you
0: know. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take clips of this, and uh, and I'm gonna post it on a TikTok. And you and you know you sure, yeah. you could do the same. Like literally, just like watch this back with your phone, record the screen on your computer, um, yeah. and post it to your TikTok. Like literally, just I, if I were you, that's what I would do. I would just like I'll post this. I'll send you the link. You can go through the thing. You can just take little you know less than sixty second clips of it and just yeah. post them post like maybe 3 to 4 a day on on yeah. TikTok and uh and bro like yeah you just got to and i would say like you know the thing with the thing with spreading the message i mean if i can i know you you haven't asked me for advice but i would uh, yeah. one, one thing i would say uh if i could just speak cuz i've had some experiences is just don't worry about the numbers at all man don't worry about the numbers don't worry about what people are going to think um, i know it's a process but like you 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 are, I think, you know, you know, that what you're, what you're talking about, you know, your experience is powerful. I think, you know, that it can help a lot of people. You've, you've said
1: that you want to share it. You want to help people. So yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I, I started already sharing some content and trying to spread it through Instagram. Yeah. I've That's, seen it's good, man. Everybody
0: yeah. should go. So if people want to follow you on Instagram, what's, what's your Instagram handle?
1: Uh, my Instagram is Andrew Venus. So there I just post more of day-to-day things what I do a bit of workout, some recipes, meal ideas. And I'm also thinking about maybe doing IGTV about this, what we're talking about now. So everyone can also get to know that.
0: Yeah, for sure. uh, Yeah. And, and, and again, for starters, man, if you, if you wanted to just take clips from this and post it up on IGTV, feel free to do so. I'll probably do the same. Um, I think, um, I think that's amazing. Yeah. People got to go check out your Instagram and go check out your TikTok because hopefully by the time people, by the time this episode gets posted in like a few hours, you'll already be on TikTok. Cause I think you would dominate, man. If you, if you get, and I think that it's, I know it's uncomfortable and like, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to push you to do anything that, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, but, I, but yeah. on the other hand, on the other hand, I want to encourage you, you know what I mean? I want to encourage yeah. you to, to do what you can because you, you have such an awesome story, man. And I'm so pumped to get this podcast out. I think I think we've done it. Do you, is there anything else you want to, you want to talk about? Or have we kind of, kind of captured the, anything else you want to go into?
1: I'd say when it comes to my, my journey, I think that's, we've covered the most of it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. But one thing I would like to talk about is advice for vegans for, you know, spreading the message because we see lots of different tactics and.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We can go more into that. Give me any, any more perspective. I'm always, I love talking about this stuff. So anyway.
1: Any perspectives you have? I'd love to hear. Yeah, well, as I said before, I think that the most important thing is coming from a point of understanding. So, like, make sure, I know it might be hard sometimes, you might get frustrated from, where do you get your protein? Where do you get protein? Like, every single day, we just have to keep calm and remember that we we all come from that place. We're grown up learning, you know, that you need meat, you need cheese, you need dairy, you need eggs, all this. Mm-hmm. So you have to come from a point of understanding, and try to make sure that they don't feel personally attacked. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, there's lots of different ways of that's message. hard to do. Yeah, for sure. Well, some people are just gonna get offended, and that's just the way it is. You know, people get right. offended by anything nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I think that you just have to find the way that works for you. So some people think that you know aggressive activism is the best way to go or some people think a bit more passive and i think it's finding the balance so like some people it affects them much better in an aggressive way so like this is murder and like you're causing torture and mistreatment of billions of animals and you know being like straight to the point and that works for some people might whilst that might trigger others and make them hate vegans for why are you forcing your opinion on everyone, you know, (laughs) whilst for others, it's about like, Hey man, do you want to come over to my house? I'll make a good little vegan dinner. You can try it out. Just see how it tastes that actually is good. We can maybe watch a documentary if you're interested, you know? So I think it's about finding the way that works for you.
0: Absolutely. Here's the thing that I, I I mean, I'm just thinking as you're, as you're speaking, like I have compassion for vegans because vegans are, people who see the injustice that's happening, acknowledge it, take action on it. And we have to live in a world where most people, they're just not open to even looking at it and they deny it and they make fun of it. And you know, a lot of vegans are very sensitive and easily triggered, right? right? And so they'll, when somebody says, oh, you know, I need my protein or they make a joke, you know, vegans get upset and like, I understand where that that why they're getting upset, I understand yeah, why, sure. what's making them get upset. I understand the like the emotion that they're feeling. it's like easy to get angry at people um mm-hmm. but I think that I think that with um with some time and with some i think we we all gotta like we all gotta do our kind of like inner work to like come to terms with the fact that we're living in a world that is like based around some pretty nasty stuff and we need to be strong in like being able to deal with that so especially people you know like if if we can if we can find a way to to advocate that we're comfortable with right and this is why i said you said to find a balance right when you were saying to find a balance between somebody who's just you know more passive and you know why don't we try these vegan burgers together And the hardcore, you know, vegan activist is going to be yelling in somebody's face that meat is murder. The balance between that, I, I would, the way I think about it is if everybody's doing what works for them, balance will like be the average effect of that. So what I mean is like some people, maybe their personality, their strength And what they think is most effective, what they find to be most effective is being an aggressive vegan activist. Let's say, right, there's that person out there. That's how they deal with their frustration. You know, debate what you want about it. But for them, that works. And for them, you know, maybe they're able to like work. I don't know. Maybe like I'm just imagining some person here. Right. But let's imagine somebody who's just they work a nine to five. You know, they provide for their family. They enjoy their family time but they need to go out and do something. And what works for them is to go out every, you know, whatever it is, every Saturday or whatever to the animal rights group and go protest in a store, like, you know, and that's their outlet, and that's what works for them. And on the other hand, you you have people who could never imagine taking part in like, you know, some kind of a demonstration, Um, but they really, really want to have an impact. And so they, I don't know, they open up like a a vegan bakery or they, you know, something like that. And then the way I think about it is the averages it balances out. Um, So, I mean, that's, that's kind of, those are some of my thoughts on it. And I think, um, I mean, I don't know, would you, would you agree with that? Or do do you think we should be, should we be steering our, like, should we be trying to keep the vegan movement within certain boundaries and be trying to say, Oh, that these, these people are too extreme. We need to stop what they're doing. Like when you see people doing more extreme forms of activism, how do you, how do you feel about that? Like, do you say, good for them or do you say we shouldn't be doing that
1: well like i think that both of these different uh, ways of doing activism is really good like when i see for example earthling ed i'm sure that most vegans know who he is i yes. think his activism is amazing really really good and right. sure he might trigger and annoy lots of people and drive them further away from the vegan diet him he's yeah, pretty like, patient might, and chill yeah but there's people that get triggered of anything, right? Yes, exactly. Then, so like, even with guys like Earthling Ed. Exactly.
0: People so that's still like, get triggered. You
1: have to come to the reality that it's not, you're not going to be able to spread the message to everyone. Great point. You just have to, you know, come to peace with that. Mm-hmm. And back to Earthling Ed, for example, I think it's amazing. He makes people really think. Instead of saying this uh, vegan diet causes this and whatever, whatever, he actually asks questions so they think and they make their own complaints you know so right. i think that's a great way of doing it mm-hmm. and also like very direct and a bit more extreme is also good for some people of course mm-hmm. but i do not really agree with the activists to go like just walk in the street and see someone wearing a leather jacket saying, you are a murderer you should be ashamed that i think is a bit too extreme because that actually that is personal attack. you're saying that people are worse people than you for using a leather jacket and i think that's not really good for the movement i don't know if other people have different opinions but that's how i see it that you don't have to go to that extreme where you're calling people awful human beings that they are i don't know like you know really mean and discriminating and awful awful people they should be ashamed of themselves i think that's like a bit too far mm-hmm. so i think you should always have in mind that people learn from a young age about the normal standard diet and about all this meat is important for your health and try to from that further their knowledge into what we've learned. Instead of just saying, uh, are you stupid? You think we need meat for protein, you know? Mm-hmm. Try to be a bit more understanding and compassionate with how they grew up because the way I see it if we were up in their shoes would be exactly the same as them right so, so basically
0: basically what i'm getting basically what i'm getting from that if we could summarize it is that while we're advocating you know we need to remember to be yeah. kind like we 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 shouldn't yeah. we shouldn't be looking to offend and make enemies with other people right yeah. we should be looking to um perhaps perhaps be firm but um but you know res- like you know, mutual respect, being, being, yeah, being respectful, um, you know, being, being, I mean, maybe even polite, maybe not polite, but I don't know. Like that's, that's the thing that I, I, I definitely see what you're saying is that we, we need to try to remember where people are coming from. And I think that potentially we're creating barriers for ourselves by creating even more, uh, division, like, yeah, well, I think there's already enough division, right? Like, like you said yeah, with Earthling, with Earthling Ed, even though he is he is tr- he is doing such a phenomenal job at you know relating to people and building rapport with them and getting them to feel like they're just having a conversation. Like he does a very good job of trying to not say like this yeah. is not me versus you, we're just having a conversation. These kinds of things, right? Just trying to open mm-hmm. people's minds up. Even that, you know, that's confrontational, and there's still the people that get yeah. that get offended. So we probably don't need to um, go out of our way to. Create more confrontation but yeah. to play devil's advocate you know there are certainly those in the vegan movement who would say that it is precisely this kind of conflict and this kind of you know drama and fighting and and you know this this negative reaction some people would say that that is sort of part of what needs to happen to create the yeah. social change and there's For a debate sure. there's a debate to be had there and like i think it's great and like this is the kind of stuff that you know, like I would love one idea I have for a future podcast um, is to get, you know, some, I I, want to get like, like a panel discussion happening and get some people who have these different perspectives on the best way to advocate and actually have like a conversation because this, this doesn't need to be confrontational either. Like within the vegan movement, there's a, like, there's a lot of people who are upset with all of the, kind of, you know, infighting that, that goes on. Yeah. Right? Like we've talked about it before on the podcast, like people who kind of, you know, bash, they, they don't agree with ways to advocate. But one of the reasons I want, like one of the main ins- inspirations for doing this podcast was to, you know, eventually have these kinds of conversations in a way that they are just that. Like, let's just talk about it because I th- I'm sure we would all love to know like if we can use the friggin I don't know, like now that we have so much data and you know, machine learning and algorithms and, and artificial intelligence and like, you know, let's try to figure out the most effective way to advocate. Yeah. But like right now we don't really have like we
1: don't have like data. Yeah, I on agree. That. It's just it's just opinions, right? Yeah. No, but I think that all types are good. Because every everyone is, you know, they take in the information differently. Yes. Exactly. I think you just have to find what's for you, you know, what's yeah. the way that you're comfortable with that you think works and that you're, you know, you like, enjoy, and you feel that you're making a difference yeah. to what's right for you. Yeah. That's what I think is important.
0: And I think it's, it's important to remember too, that this is like for a lot of people they, who are vegan, they, they feel like they want to do something, right? Like a lot of people, we it's it's like therapy to do something right like to 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 know that you're having an impact right to see the injustice that's happening it's like man like like that's like for me i like i feel like you know if if i wasn't doing anything for this cause it's so important to me that like i, I wouldn't i wouldn't sleep as well as at night you know i wouldn't be able yeah. to you know i feel better about myself knowing that i'm that i'm doing the best i can to do something and so i think everybody's got to figure out what they can do um you know, to have the best, the best impact. And man, it's super wicked to see that, that you're on your, you've, you've already got a great approach, a great story. You've got a lot, like just sharing your story, just doing that is like incredibly valuable. So um I mean, it's not, not to say that it's, you know, I mean, if you, th- when you think about gratitude, like, are you, are you at the stage now where like, are you thankful to have gone through this whole experience or is it still, is it too soon to say that? Or, I'd say
1: probably, yeah, because it it was very mind-opening, you know. It opened up a whole different way of living and thinking. And I think that it was great, you know, despite all the stress and insecurities and, you know, awkwardness, teenage awkwardness. It was sure. worth it, to be honest. Yeah. So it, it changed me as a person. And I think that I've learned so much through this experience and I just want to share it with people.
0: Well, I'm glad we did today, man. I think that's a good place to end it, but let's, let's bring you back on, man. Come, come back onto the vegan chat champion podcast, uh, again uh, and follow up.
1: I'll be very, very happy to do so.
0: Yeah, man, dude, it's been such a great time chatting with you. And I think people are going to love this episode. I can't wait to share it. And, um, yeah, man, all, all right. the best to you. Have, have a good
1: one, man. We'll, we'll Thanks catch so you next much, time. You too. Yeah. Thank okay, you so man. much for having me, man.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Vegan Champion Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed that. Hope you got something out of it. Do me a favor. If you've listened through to this whole episode, you've spent over an hour listening to the Vegan Champion Podcast, if you could take 30 to 56 seconds to leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or even just share the Spotify. You can go right into Spotify and there's a nice feature where you can share it into your Instagram stories. Just share, maybe maybe spread a few words about your favorite podcast episode it would mean the world to me and would do a huge ser- service to this show, just uh, getting it out to some more people who can hopefully benefit from it. And that's really all we're trying to do here is to provide some valuable content for vegans and the vegan curious kind of people out there uh, that I would assume you would fall into the category of if you're listening to this. Uh, But anyways, guys, much love. Really appreciate you guys tuning in today. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. And we'll see you next time on the Vegan Champion Podcast.